Hey Future Unnaturalists, I'm Emily. And I'm Andy. And we are the hosts of Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Each week, we'll dive into some of the most unnerving crimes that this unnatural world has to offer. Listen for Unnatural on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, make good choices. And don't get got. Bye. Hi friends, I'm Dee Dee West, and this is Broken Limelight. I'm back, guys. I didn't tell you guys I was taking a break. <laughs> I've just, I've had a whole lot of life happening, man. I got a promotion, and I didn't know I was getting it until, like, the day before, so I had, like, a long training. I actually um, just started an all-woman band here in Las Vegas. It's called Space Trash. It has officially been one whole year since Broken Limelight began. Throwback to the very first episode about Mackenzie Phillips. The band would play show after show, and the Mabas and the Papas would party afterward. Mackenzie would black out, and in the morning, she would wake up in her father's bed with her pants down around her ankles, and her father sleeping next to her naked. She'd wake up with no memory of what happened, she just wanted to purge this experience from her memory, but she was always this little girl just begging for his attention and his approval. And John was a man who knew no boundaries. He had no rules. His own pleasure was his highest priority in life. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about something that's been kind of the subject of conversation for a couple of years now. And it's something that it's like all lips are sealed about. So we don't really know all that much other than what we can see on TV and looks kind of creepy, but we don't really know very much about it behind the scenes. So today we're going to be talking about Dan Schneider, the producer from Nickelodeon. And that story does cross over into the story of many Nickelodeon stars. So I'm going to tell you guys exactly what I could find and what I could confirm. So if you've watched Nickelodeon at all since the 90s, you've probably seen one of Dan Schneider's shows. Schneider and his production company, Schneider's Bakery, are responsible for shows like Drake and Josh, iCarly, Zoe 101, The Amanda Show, Victorious, Sam and Cat, Henry Danger, and the list goes on and on and on and on. After nearly 30 years of working with them, Nickelodeon suddenly cut ties with Dan Schneider in 2018 when people started talking about Dan Schneider being kind of creepy and perhaps abusive to the staff and as well to the child actors. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard about this. You may have heard people talking about Nickelodeon and or this guy in particular having a weird, like, obsession or even fetish with feet, particularly the feet of children. Well, Nickelodeon was known for having a kind of, like, weird, sticky, gross kind of humor, and it kind of took years for people to notice that there was a pattern, like, a lot of scenes showing bare feet. Like... The bare feet of the kids as well as, like, prop feet using being used for, like, random comedy. And then Nickelodeon actually had their logo as a big orange foot. Let's start from the very beginning. Dan Schneider started off as an actor, and then around 1994, he started working as a writer for the Nickelodeon show All That. Over the years, he worked in various roles in Nickelodeon, and he would often appear in the shows in, like, little side roles. 
From 1996 to 97, he worked on the show Keenan and Kel, and then he worked on a show called Guys Like Us, which didn't really do too well. Meanwhile, he continued to work on all that, and then in 1996, a young actress named Amanda Bynes was discovered by a Nickelodeon producer, and then she joined the cast of all that. By 1999, Dan Schneider decided to create the spin-off show, The Amanda Show, starring Amanda Bynes. Can we just talk about that for a second? She's like 12, and she's part of this all-star cast, like, like the child version of SNL, basically. And then these producers just kind of gave her her own show, literally named it after her, and had this big, gigantic, lit-up sign that said, Amanda. I mean, essentially, she's kind of the boss of everybody, but she's only 12. But I mean, when you're 12, isn't it kind of weird that he just kind of, like, picked her out of everybody? Doesn't this kind of sound a little bit like special treatment compared to the other kids? Isn't isn't it a little weird? Anyway, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Let's move on from that. So The Amanda Show was a lot like all that, but it was centered around Amanda. In fact, originally it was supposed to be like a sitcom type show. That was the idea. It was something where like Amanda played a character who came and met her cousin who was identical to her. It was something like, think like Liz and Maddie. The pilot episode for that show didn't go well, so Dan was like, we should just do, like, a comedy skit show like all that, but center it around this one person. And that's how The Amanda Show was born. It was basically a compilation of skits that starred Amanda as different characters. The show also starred actors Drake Bell and Josh Peck. Dan also appeared in numerous small roles in the show. If you watch scenes from The Amanda Show, you can see moments that might be seen as a little strange. Like, okay, so a lot of you might remember, at the end of The Amanda Show, Amanda would always do a scene in a hot tub. And it was always like, Amanda interviewing the different characters that appeared on The Amanda Show that day. Her co-stars were often child actors around the same age. But sometimes it would be a grown-ass adult like Dan Schneider as whatever small role he played that day. When I watched that as a kid, I never questioned it. But now, it's kind of weird. The guests she would interview would always be fully clothed, but Amanda would always be in a swimsuit. And that's not to say anything about Amanda, but if you just put yourself in her shoes, being like 11 or 12 years old in a swimsuit, and sitting in a hot tub with this grown man, I don't know. That makes me uncomfortable. Now, when people got the DVD sets of The Amanda Show and watched the behind-the-scenes footage, there was a shot where Dan and Amanda were sitting by each other, and Amanda's, like, laying her head on his shoulder, and he had his arm around her, and her eyes are pretty much shut, but she's smiling like a slap-happy smile. To be honest, she looks like she's on drugs. That's what it looks like to me. It's, it's kind of odd. You have to see it, and I'll upload it to the website. But the way her arm is around her, he's hugging her, but he kind of like shrugs her, like he grabs her and shakes her a little bit, and it kind of looks like he's trying to wake her up. I mean, again, that's just what it looks like to me, but you can see for yourself. And she kind of opens her eyes a bit, and she smiles, but she doesn't lift her head off of him at all. And still, it's just a couple of odd moments so far that are maybe slightly apparent to the audience at this point. The Amanda Show ended in 2002 with Amanda saying that she's 15 now, and she just didn't want to do the things she was doing at age 12. Amanda and Dan continue to work together on the show What I Like About You on the WB, with Dan working as executive producer for just the first two seasons. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. 
Dan Schneider returned to Nickelodeon in 2004 and created the show Drake and Josh, followed by Zoe 101 and iCarly. Let's talk about Zoe 101 for a moment. Another rumor surrounding Dan Schneider is that he had a sexual relationship with the show's star, Jamie Lynn Spears. Again, this is just a rumor, but it is widely believed that her daughter Maddie might actually be Dan Schneider's child. I haven't found any credible evidence of that, and like people have compared pictures of them, and I guess they kind of look similar, but she also looks very similar to the guy that Jamie says is the real father, so I, I, I won't get into that. But as you'll find out, this isn't actually the first time that somebody's accused Dan Schneider of impregnating one of the teenage stars. Another actress from Zoe 101 named Alexa Nichols said that she didn't want to go into detail, but Dan's, quote, not a nice guy. Then came Victorious, which starred Victoria Justice and brought Ariana Grande to Nickelodeon. Ariana Grande has never addressed any allegations about Dan Schneider. However, there are some videos out there that kind of speak for themselves. Again, you just have to watch it. And there are photos out there, too, where he hugs, where his, he hugs his stars a little bit too closely, including Ariana Grande. If you go on YouTube and look at Dan's channel, his tag name is Dan Warp, D-A-N-W-A-R-P. There are a lot of behind-the-scenes clips on his channel. And a lot of it is basically just Dan Schneider walking around back, backstage with his camera and approaching the actors, specifically the female actresses. And he would often sneak up on them and try to scare them, which is weird as fuck in itself, because he never did this to the boys, of course. But sometimes he would even, like, have his camera, and you can see these scenes where he's just like, okay, we're gonna try to, we're gonna try to scare so-and-so, and he would just, like, sneak up on them in their dressing room. There are other clips where there would just be, like, the child actors interacting, and he would walk up to them with the camera, and when they notice him come in, suddenly their expressions would change. They would all get, like, really serious. There's one or two videos where Ariana Grande just gets up and runs away from Dan. It's the weirdest thing. She's, it's almost childlike. And by the way, Ariana Grande was 16 years old when she started working on Victorious. Remember when I said that the actors would perform in scenes that were kind of sexual in content, but it kind of seemed like it wasn't obvious to the kids? So on the show Victorious, Ariana Grande played a character named Kat Valentine, and she kind of had this little segment where she she was kind of like a ditzy character, I would say. And she would just have like these random thoughts and like tell them to the camera. It was just like her in her teenage girl bedroom. Okay, so just listen listen to these lines that she said in the show. Have you ever tried to get your big toe into your mouth? Check this out. And then she actually proceeds to kind of roll around and stuff her big toe into her mouth. Then there's, I wonder if you could juice a potato. And then she proceeds to grab this potato and squeeze it. And, Ooh! Ah! Yeah. Is it possible for a teenage girl to drink water upside down? And then she, like, lays upside down on her bed and takes a bottle of water and tries to pour it into her mouth. And she goes, Mmm, I'm thirsty! And then she kind of makes little squealing sounds as she tries to pour the water in her mouth. But of course, it just kind of pours down all over her. There's another one where Ariana Grande and Liz Gillies are laying on the floor on the set. And they're, like, giggling and just, they were, like, being silly together. And then Dan walks up to them with the camera and he says, Why are you sitting on the floor? 
Oh, you know what? Let me play this clip for you. Hey! Hi, what's going on here? Why are you sitting on the floor of the set? They are. Did you just bark? No. No, I did not. Who barked? His tone sounds angry, like they're in trouble. And their faces look scared. All of a sudden, Lid turns her head away from the camera and starts barking like a dog. And then she turns her head and does it again. Dan turns the camera to some of the male co-stars who suddenly walk up to him. And then you see Liz grab her purse and storm off. I know that sounds confusing, but I, I read somewhere that whenever Dan would get creepy around the girls, they would start barking like a dog in order to get the attention of their male co-stars. And that way they could come over and intervene or distract him. I don't know if that's true, but if you watch the videos, the girls clearly go from having fun to being, like, terrified and uncomfortable the moment that Dan approaches them. And it also seems like a weird time for him to be filming. Like I said, they were, like, laying on the ground, clearly not knowing anyone was filming. And he just decided to grab the camera and hit record in time to go ask what they were doing. And, like, as he walks up to them, I forgot to mention Liz Gillies, like, quickly gets up and pulls down Ariana's skirt, like, to cover her legs, like, the moment she sees Dan coming. In 2013 came Sam and Cat, which was a spin-off of iCarly and Victorious, starring Ariana Grande and Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy, who played Sam in iCarly and Sam and Cat, has also been affected by Dan Schneider. She has opened up quite a bit about being a child star, I mean, including having a pretty controlling stage mom, and she has also hinted at Dan Schneider for being responsible for something. You guys remember Vine, where you'd make, like, little video shorts? So Jeanette put up this really weird vine once where she got, she's got this heavy eyeliner and red lipstick, but it's all, it's smeared all over her face. And she's wearing like really torn clothing and she just, she looks completely disheveled. Hey Dan Schneider, I know you're watching my vine. Do you like my vine? Vine. 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 Look what you've done to me. What the fuck does that mean? In 2014, there was a lot of drama going on with Jeanette McCurdy. For one, she believed that she wasn't being paid as much as Ariana Grande, her co-star. And then, Jeanette had some photos released that were kind of risque. And she was like 21 at this point. But people were big mad because they expected her to be an influence on their children forever, I guess. So then, Dan Schneider was nominated for an award at the Kids' Choice Award, and Jeanette McCurdy and Miranda Cosgrove decided not to go. People thought it was because of the whole scandal with Jeanette's photos being released. But in truth, it was actually a protest, like to boycott Dan. Even though they were going to receive awards as well. And they actually invited Ariana Grande to protest along with them, but she declined and decided to go to the ceremony anyway. So there was a lot of tension between Jeanette and Ariana at this point, And Jeanette unfollowed Ariana on social media. Jeanette later came forward tweeting, I was put in an uncomfortable, compromising, unfair situation. Many of you have guessed what it is, and I had to look out for me. And then she later tweeted, My previous tweet has nothing to do with the pics leaked. It has to do with how Nickelodeon treated me. That's all. Thanks for the love. I found this clip from iCarly where he approaches the actors, and he's just playing mean to Jeanette. She's just, like, standing there smiling. Like, it looks like she's trying not to laugh, and he's like, Um... 
Stop laughing at the director. Show some respect, Jeanette. Respect. No smiling. If you smile, if you, all right. Take $100 off her check. What's with the boots? Why is Carly always wearing I know, wearing I'm always boots? wearing these boots this year. So she can be in combat at any, at any moment. I want to wear boots. I'm what? Being, I'm becoming the shorter and shorter by the week. You know what? I think everybody's getting tired of your attitude. <laughs> by the way, Jeanette McCurdy has a podcast called Empty Inside, and she's talked a lot about working with an abusive producer. Not just that, but she's also spoken out about being a child actor and working under the pressure of a pushy stage parent. And that's something I really want to talk about, too. But I just want to let you guys know that she has a book coming out this summer, and it's called I'm Glad My Mom Died. I know that sounds morbid as fuck, but just to give a little bit of perspective, one of the things that her mom did was control her diet. And Jeanette has stated that she truly believes that if her mom were still alive, Jeanette would still have an eating disorder. So again, a topic for another day, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. By the way, I did mention Miranda Cosgrove. She has never come forward or said anything about Dan Schneider either. All she did was not go to the Kids' Choice Awards in 2019. I'm sorry, 2014. But again, if you watch the videos on Dan Schneider's YouTube channel, she often looks so uncomfortable. And it's not just her either. There is a clip with Jerry Trainer. He's the guy who played Spencer on iCarly. And he, like, shakes hands with Dan and, like, smiles for the camera, but he, he also kind of looks uncomfortable. Again, that's that's my perspective. But Jerry and Dan shake hands, and then Dan kisses him on the cheek. And <laughs> Jerry looks uncomfortable, but he also doesn't flinch. And I don't know. But to me, it just it just feels like he's used to it. And that's this just looks like grooming behavior to me. So by now, this is when the feet thing is really starting to get really obvious. And it it is it, hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore, for sure. So if you pay attention, there are so many scenes depicting feet on Nickelodeon. And they start early. Taking it back to The Amanda Show, there is a skit called My Beautiful Big Toe. And, oh my god, it's supposed to be like a, com it's, it's like a, like a parody commercial for a toy. And the toy is like a kit for you to decorate your big toe. It's got like costume accessories and shit. You guys remember this? So it's Amanda Bynes and two other young girls playing dress up with their toes. And at the end, the dad walks in, a grown man playing the dad of these girls, walks in and he's like, what are you kids doing? And the girls grab him and sit him down and they rip off his shoes and they start decorating his big toe. And their faces are like right up in this grown man's foot. And it's just like, oh my God, you can just tell that this is a dream come true for Dan. It's fucking weird. It's weird, guys. When iCarly came out was around the time when Dan Schneider really started using Twitter. And let me just give you some examples of some of the tweets he's made. Pick. Carly tickles Sam's very unusual toes. If you have a moment, will you please name Sam's toes for us? Sam and Cat tomorrow. Right on the bottom of your foot. Take a pick and use Sam and Cat Saturday. We'll retweet and follow until our fingers get sore. And a lot of children actually retweeted with pictures of their feet with the hashtag written on it. Toes. Similar to fingers, but not nearly as good. Who agrees? This one also has a picture. It says, Little Ariana Grande from Victoria smiles at one of her co-star's feet. But whose foot is it? There's another one where he posts a picture of 
it's a girl's foot with like her toenails painted and he's like he tweets it saying guess whose foot this is and then and later on he admits the toe recently adorned with a special toe flower belongs to the sweet and hilariously talented Miss Jeanette McCurdy. This one says, Video, would you like to see Victoria Justice pour ketchup all over her feet? Well, here you go. I mean, it's like an endless rabbit hole of foot tweets by Dan Schneider. So yeah, like I, I want to say that's just rumor, but there's a lot of a lot of evidence of that. And he has addressed it saying that it's just like comedy or whatever. But I'll let you be the judge. It's fucking weird to me. Aside from the foot fetish and possible sexual offenses, Dan has also been accused of just being a really angry dude and losing his temper a lot. This might explain that video where Ariana and Liz just look super scared of him. I don't know. Then in March of 2018, we were at the height of the Me Too movement, and Dan Schneider's time at Nickelodeon suddenly came to an end. It was super weird. They just cut their ties. They mutually, Nickelodeon and Dan Schneider, said that they just decided not to renew contracts all of a sudden after like 30 years. And Nickelodeon paid him $7 million. They issued a joint statement addressing his departure, saying, Following many conversations together about the next directions and future opportunities, Nickelodeon and our longtime creative partner Dan Schneider slash Schneider's Bakery have agreed not to extend the current deal. Since several Schneider's Bakery projects are wrapping up, both sides agreed that this is a natural time for Nickelodeon and Schneider's Bakery to pursue other opportunities and projects. Although, I don't think that's exactly true. They actually had another season left to do of Game Shakers, and they kind of left the show on a cliffhanger. I had read in another source that Dan Schneider had actually thrown kind of a tantrum in the meeting when they told him that, like, sorry, but we're going to stop, we're going to cancel Game Shakers here. So Viacom CBS, which is the parent company of Nickelodeon, investigated Dan Schneider before the split. The investigation found no evidence of sexual misconduct by Dan Schneider. It did find, however, that many people alleged he could be verbally abusive to his co-workers with tantrums and angry emails as part of the claims, even angry emails to the child actors. Those who were interviewed for the investigation also cited that he would request shoulder and neck massages and he had a habit of texting child actors outside of work hours. I'll get a little bit more into detail about Dan Schneider when I talk about Amanda Bynes, but before I do that, Dan Schneider wasn't the only one who was accused of abuse within Nickelodeon, and I want to talk a little bit about that real quick. There is a man named Brian Peck who worked on several Nickelodeon shows in the late 90s and early 2000s, including making appearances and sketches and also working as the dialogue coach on the set of All That and The Amanda Show. He was also apparently a vital part of this comedy boot camp that he did with Dan Schneider. In 2004, Brian Peck was convicted of a lewd act against a child actor and oral copulation of a person under 16. And he is now a registered sex offender. The underage victim was reportedly a Nickelodeon star at the time and was only named as John Doe in the case for fear of having a negative effect on his career. Nickelodeon has never made an official statement in response to that controversy, and when Brian Peck was asked directly if he was sorry for the actor he, re- he abused, He responded, I don't have any comment on it. I really don't. Shockingly, Brian Peck returned to work on a kid's show after serving 16 months in jail. This wasn't at Nickelodeon, but it was on Disney. 
His post-conviction credits include The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. There is a theory about who this young actor is, but there's not any proof as far as I can find. There is a Twitter user named Obscure Nickelodeon, or Obscure Nick, and I don't know how credible this is, but they tweeted that they have a source who is related to the family of Drake Bell, and that this source supposedly came forward and admitted that Drake Bell was the teen that was abused by Brian Peck. And I don't know if it's true, but to be honest, I've always wondered that about Drake Bell, because you know how sometimes people who were abused continue to abuse people, and there are allegations out against Drake Bell as well from um, young, young women. In 2021, after Drake Bell was accused of predatory behavior towards a minor, a 19-year-old woman who remained anonymous in the trial accused him of grooming her since she was 12 and sending her graphic photos and engaging in sexual misconduct on two separate occasions while she was still underage. Drake Bell pleaded guilty to felony attempted child endangerment and a misdemeanor charge of disseminating matter harmful to juveniles, but denied the more serious charges, including the victim's claim that he had forced her to perform sexual acts. He received a sentence of two years probation and was ordered to have no contact with the victim and to complete 200 hours of community service. In the trial, which was held over Zoom, Drake Bell stated in part, Today I accept this plea because my conduct was wrong. I'm sorry that the victim was harmed in any way. That was obviously not my intention. And speaking of Brian Peck, let me go off a little bit about this comedy camp. So remember how I said that Amanda Bynes was discovered by a Nick producer at a comedy camp? Well, Dan Schneider and Brian Peck were among the people in charge of scouting kids at these camps. There is a former actress who has spoken out about these camps, saying that she's personally been to them and kind of describes how things go down. And you can hear the interview of this podcast on Revenge of the Sis. So at these comedy camps, aside from the comedy workshops, there would also be a lot of like recreational activities like a tennis court and a swimming pool, and the actors ranged from ages 13 to 20. Often, they were encouraged to hang out at the swimming pool to get noticed. They were also told that they had better chances of getting noticed if they wore shorts or tank tops or obviously their swimsuits, basically clothing that showed their skin. According to this person, Hilary Duff and Megan Fox were among the children that got discovered by the pool. Supposedly, during these activities, the parents would be attending a seminar of some sort, like a build in a building nearby, basically ensuring that the parents were always somewhere else while the kids were being discovered. This actress further explains that when they were getting ready to actually go into the audition room with the producers, there would be adults kind of walking around and scoping out the kids and hand-choosing the ones that would go forward with the audition. And it became apparent that these adults were specifically choosing the kids in tank tops and shorts and things like that. This particular girl, her mom noticed and she started to get uncomfortable. And then her agent told her that when they go into the audition room, it would be just the child, the mom cannot come in, and the child would be instructed to take off her shoes and do her audition barefoot, and that she should just kind of run around and play and kind of talk about how much she loves being barefoot. So her mom noped the fuck out of there and was like, we're not doing this. So the actress ended up being blacklisted and basically couldn't get any work on TV at all after this. This is one of those things that to me, it, it's clear why people don't come forward about this. In the 90s, there was an actress named Angelique Bates who was in the show All That. And she's come forward and said that the crew stood by while she was abused physically and verbally, even when they could hear her screaming. 
she didn't specify who her abuser was. According to Angelique Bates, Child Protective Services did show up in 1996, but she said that the adults on set pressured her to stay quiet. Her mother claimed, Nickelodeon and the producers of All That only contacted CPS after police became involved, adding that it was merely an attempt to cover their own butts. In a video, Angelique Bates explained that she was released from her contract at age 15 and claims that ever since then she was rejected from the, inter- from the entertainment industry due to her past. She said, When I was a child star dealing with aspects of child abuse, it pretty much affected the workplace which later affected my adulthood because I was blackballed. Nickelodeon has never come forward with an official response to these accusations. Before I wrap this up, there are a couple more things that I saw on the Twitter page of Obscure Nick that I wanted to bring up, but like I said, be aware they don't list any sources, and I've only been following them for not that long, so I don't know how much, I don't know very much about their credibility, so take it with a grain of salt, but I just think it's interesting. They allege that Jessica Alba was also abused at the hands of Dan Schneider. I couldn't verify that, like, at all. From what I can find, Jessica Alba was on Nickelodeon when she worked on the show The Secret World of Alex Mack. But from what I can see, Dan didn't work on that show. Maybe he did. Maybe he appeared on it here and there. I couldn't find that. Jessica Alba has spoken out a lot about how girls in Hollywood are sexualized from a very young age. But from what I can find, she never specifically named anybody at Nickelodeon. And then one more I found was an actress who did a voice on Hey Arnold. Her name is Francesca Marie Smith, and she did the voice of Helga Pataki. Again, I could not verify this anywhere, but according to Obscure Nick, Francesca Smith was abused by Dan Schneider, and she had gotten other roles because of this. All right, so I'm going to take a break here, and then I'm going to come back and tell you guys all about Amanda Bynes and everything that has happened to her, starting from her childhood leading up to her public mental breakdown and her conservatorship, which just ended, and basically how all that went down, and where she is today. Real quick, some of my sources for this. Again, Revenge of the Sis is a podcast, and they are on YouTube as well. There's also Dan Schneider's actual YouTube channel, the Twitter page Obscure Nick, and the biggest source I used was Sloan on YouTube. That's SL04N. He has a ton, a ton, a ton of coverage about Dan Schneider and Amanda Bynes, and this is just a little snippet. So if you really want to deep dive this, I highly, highly recommend that you check out Sloan. All right, so that's it for now, and I will be right back to tell you guys about Amanda Bynes. Don't forget that you can check out BrokenLimelight.com for an almost exact transcript of this episode, including links to all the sources I found, pictures of the tweets, some crazy pictures of Dan hugging young girls way too closely, and some of the videos I mentioned as well. You can also get some really cute merch on BrokenLimelight.com, and you can follow Broken Limelight on Facebook to stay the most up-to-date on our new episodes. Thank you guys so much for your support. Stay tuned, and I will be uploading the next episode soon. Bye! know my dogs Jude and Eleanor Rigby well we just started getting in bark box and I'm telling you your dogs will love you no more are they angry at the mailman no more I say it's like a box of dog joy that's delivered every month and each box tells a different story with different themed toys treats and photo worthy props typically what we get in each box is a couple of toys a couple of treats and a chew but you can actually tailor fit your box to fit your dog's needs 
Guys, I'm telling you, your dogs will love you, even more than they already do. So try it out, and if you use my link, you'll get a free extra month of BarkBox, which is a $35 value. So just head to BarkBox.com slash Broken Limelight and get started on your first BarkBox today. BarkBox, 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 BarkBox. Nailed it, Jude.